Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? Uh Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Huh? Anybody? Hey, guess what day it is. Oh, come on. I know you can hear me. It's hump day. Woo-woo! Pump day. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's The Big Show, Draft Day Edition. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. Jake coming at you from our Carrier Zone Studios. Uh, here at Vivint Arena, the hub of our draft night coverage. Austin Horton across the glass from me, looking uh, uh, quite uh, ready to roll for uh, what's uh, going to be a long broadcast tonight. And safely social distancing from Casa de Monson, the one, the only, Gordon Monson. Gordon, happy draft day, buddy. Happy draft day to you, Jake. And I'm sitting here and I asked Austin, I said, can you hear my fireplace going in the background and he said that sounded you have a smoking jacket on i said no but i'm ready for some draft i'm ready for the draft tonight it's getting drafty in here feels i got to admit pretty weird that it's november and we're doing the draft as opposed to june yes uh but uh you know and uh you know we've done a bunch of different types of of draft shows gordon i mean we've been at uh, remember the year we did the draft show at maggie mcgee's uh and uh they the turnout was so good they were in no way shape or form prepared for it and i feel uh, comfortable <laughs> telling this story because maggie mcgee's unfortunately is no longer uh open uh but do you remember that gordon we packed that joint and people waited like an hour and a half for a beer <laughs> <laughs> they were they were they were very thirsty. Our, if I remember right. Our listeners were very grumpy, and uh, I felt very bad about that. Uh, but anyway, uh, but we've had a lot of different types. Uh, I have a lot of memories. It's one of the most fun nights of the year in sports radio, in my opinion. And this year feels a little bit different, uh, but it, it, it really should be a lot of fun. And when the draft rolls around, uh, here's, here's kind of the plan, Gordon, just to throw a tease. Uh, Tim Lacombe is going to be here in studio with me, uh, one of my, uh, our analysts during the season, of course, longtime BYU assistant coach. Uh, incredible, and this is a, a great night for him to be in studio because he's, uh, you know, scouted and and uh, seen uh, all basically all of these guys. So Tim's going to be here in studio. Gordon, you're going to be with us uh, as much as you can be with us. You've got some columning to do tonight too, so you're going to be uh, a big part uh, of what's going on tonight. Uh, and then it's it's really all hands on deck from there. We're going to check in with uh, uh, Coach Chiesa is going to jump on with us. David James is going to be with us. PK will be with us at uh, at some point tonight Hans will be with us uh and scotty as well and sam merrill is going to be another storyline tonight so we'll we'll make sure and involve scotty in that uh, in uh in that part of the draft because you know few people have seen all of sam merrill's games but uh, scotty g is one of those people so is uh is yo 
going to be involved in all, do you think? Or do you think he will not go drafted? I'm more confident about Sam than I yeah, am Yo. Like uh-huh. Um But, uh, of course, Tim coached Yoli Childs, so he'll uh, have the expertise in that end of it covered. Yes, he will. And, uh, yeah, so uh, I know the, I know the PK's been boning up on the whole thing. He's been studying all kinds of draft film and all this. And, we, you know, it's funny, when we do this, uh, after a while, it just sort of seems to uh, you get to a reach, reach a point of saturation, you know. But uh, but we'll give uh, we'll give the folks whatever we can, and that's one heck of a lineup of experts. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, we should we should have everything covered. I mean, it it should be uh, it should be a lot of fun, and you, you know everybody kind of brings their different perspective. We're we're really I I feel bad about this. We're really going to have to kind of bring up some uh, some uh, a tough <laughs> a tough a tough day or a tough weekend in the life of Hans Olsen. And, and ask him what it's like to go through the draft process and actually, but he's one of the few people I know that has been, you know, legitimately in a draft process. And Hans was, a, of course, an unsigned free agent, signed with the Colts and, and went on to have an NFL career. So it all worked out okay. But have Did you ever have talked a, to yeah. guys? He, have a, he had a tough morning. <laughs> oh, man, Hans had a tough, really, a all day. Morning. Yeah, but you talk to somebody who, who's, uh, you know, hoping to be drafted. Uh, you know, it's a very few people, and it's it's a tough memory for some when it doesn't happen. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, you're on the cusp. You're on the brink. And if you, your name isn't called, then, yeah, that's a disappointment, man. But the – but what a what uh, a what a uh, a unique thing that very few people on this planet have been through. I mean, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Uh, hoping and having that being a realistic hope to be drafted into uh, the you know and NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball, whatever. I mean, uh, that's got to be a pretty amazing experience, even if it doesn't end how you you would hope. Well, what would really be frustrating is if you're getting positive vibes from various teams. You know, you you're, you're feeling like okay, somebody. Somebody out there is going to want me, and then uh, then nobody ends up calling your name, and that that would be really hard. Now some of these guys maybe get indications that uh, maybe I'll have a shot as a free agent, or maybe I'll be able to do something, uh, go to a camp somewhere, uh, and they get that indication beforehand. Which would you rather? Would you rather not know, or would you rather kind of know? Wait, ask me that again. Sorry, sorry. I'm 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 trying to digest. Would I rather not not know like where I If you weren't if you if you were you know, coming up on draft night. Okay. Would you rather have gotten strong indications beforehand that you weren't going to be drafted or would you rather not know that and just see how it plays? Uh, out? I think I'd rather know. I'd rather I'd rather be in the know. Um, but but here's but with with a small caveat though because you get like there are big life decisions based on these things like I if I were John Walsh the quarterback at BYU who left early uh-huh. you'd and, sue Mel Kiper oh I would I would strangle <laughs> my agent I I would strangle Mel Kiper I would I would strangle anybody that misled me into making you know that big time decision and maybe he would have decided the same same thing either way. But but there had to be part of John Walsh that was watching you know Steve Sarkeesian lead his team into a Cotton Bowl victory, who had to be like man, I I really uh, am feeling like going on a murderous rampage right now. 
You uh, know what I mean? Extreme, but uh, I, I hear what you're Cause, saying. Because he was uh, Kuiper or whatever. He was being told he was going to be a like a first round pick, right? Something like that. And yeah. It was did high. he go on? I'll have to. I should have looked this up. Wasn't did he go seven, seventh round? Seventh round? Or yeah. Something? Seventh round. Yeah. And I I don't know how long he hung in it with the NFL, but I would be a little bothered. Didn't our friend Trevor Riley tell us that he went golfing? Yeah, he did. I yeah. think I, I remember him saying that that mm-hmm. he just didn't want any part of it. He just went golfing. I well, I could see uh, doing that. Yeah, do something that that you enjoy, something that might be able to you know just get out of that moment a little bit and just see how it goes. And if you're if you're if you're pleasantly surprised, then fine, you know. But uh, it, it does, that's better than sitting in front of the the TV the whole day, not knowing, and then bombing. Who was um, who was the quarterback? He was uh, eventually taken by the Jets, but he was in the in the draft room in the NFL draft room forever. Oh. I always feel terrible for those people yeah. that are that. It was Geno Smith, and he yeah. didn't end up going in the first round. And then said that he wasn't going to come back the next day to be in the room again. And everybody's uh-huh. like, oh, why not? I was like, what do you mean, why not? We just watched this guy die on television all night, and you're asking him to come back the next day? No. I, I was like, Gino, you, no. Uh, I don't blame you, buddy. You go do you. Yeah, and it's important to, to understand that uh, that you don't have to go in the first. If you're a, whatever position you are, if you're a third-round draft, think of what uh, Tom Brady was, you know? I mean, it doesn't uh, – this is one time uh, where I would tell players to, to really believe in themselves. I know that you talk to every college athlete, whatever the sport, especially football and basketball, they all think they're going to play in the league. You know, they, they all think they're going to be pros. And it's just that's not the way it is. And I would discourage that kind of thought, you know. Uh, no, you are not Tiger Woods, so don't say you are. Uh, but uh, but on draft day, that's when I, I would say to somebody, "Hey, chin up, man. If you don't if you don't get drafted, and you can sign a free agent deal, or you can you can go to a camp or something, or somehow get seen, then then that's when you crank up those engines and go full bore ahead." Uh, that that would be my advice yeah. anyway, based on what I've seen. So I'm I'm uh, I'm very sorry. We're eventually going to bring this up with hands because I know it was a tough day for him. <laughs> but there are very few people that uh, we have access to that have actually, you know, been through the draft process and the highs and lows that uh, that goes goes with it. And uh, what I what I would tell Hans is there are very few humans who have had that experience. So you know, you know uh, another rare friend club. of the- Another friend of the show who has who has been through that process would be, uh, uh, let's see, who am I thinking of? Uh, uh, freight train, yeah. Uh, come on, freight train. Yeah. Are, are you talking train. about Dick Night Train Lane? <laughs> is, he a, is he a friend of the show? I don't know. My he used uh, to, he was. I just remember he was my grandfather's like favorite football player when I was a kid. Uh, really? Yeah. Wouldn't he play? Was that in the fifties? Uh, something like that. I I I just love that nickname, Night I was Train. Thinking, I was I was thinking of Rob Morris, not Oh Night Rob Train. Morris. Yeah, we could uh, we could get Rob Morris. Rob on. hates Rob hates that nickname. Yeah, I know he does. And remember, they had the little whistles that they gave everybody. <laughs> yeah, mean, but don't you think on. like Rob? He wasn't stressing on draft day at all. He was a first rounder. He was going. You know what that. Was, what, what was his pick? Do you remember? 
What overall 18? number? I have to look. In the teens, I think. I think you're right on that. But that that would be interesting to talk with him because he's such a thoughtful guy anyway. Um, but uh, I know I know that he went 28. I know that's a different it's a different sport, but kind of the same thing. You were talking about hands, except for he actually did get drafted. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. His his draft day wasn't stressful at all. I bet he's got nothing but pleasant <laughs> memories. Will I go in the first round or the second round? I remember Rob telling me that uh, that he was in communication with John Tate about what John's experience was with all that, not just with the draft, but with uh, the, what the NFL experience was. And I, I think if you have somebody like that that you can lean on a little bit, uh, that would probably help guide you. Uh, through that process. All right, so we are, we're going to be very busy. We're going to talk a lot of draft. We will uh, mix in some football today as well, of course. It is uh, a game week, and a big game at that is uh, Utah-USC uh, coming up this weekend. We're going to talk to Adam Grosbard. Uh, he covers USC for the Orange County Register. He will join us at the top of the 3 o'clock hour. What's going on? We'll be at 4, and then David Locke. Uh, will join us at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. And then when the, the draft show begins, Gordon, the madness, I mean, we're going to talk to everybody. Coach yep. Chiesa, David James, Craig Bowlerjack, PK, Hans, Scotty. I mean, uh, it's all hands on deck tonight. And uh, I'm I'm really excited about it. I'm really juiced. And we'll get into the – there's already been news uh, from from the jazz front today. And I know people, the jazz don't have – you know, that, that night we threw that party at Maggie McGee's, uh, Gordon, that was the Ennis Cantor draft. <laughs> and so the jazz had a top five pick. I mean, I, I realize mm-hmm. the jazz don't have a top five pick, but who doesn't love the NBA draft? I've loved the NBA draft since I was a little kid. And it's uh, it's so fun to do these shows. So I'm I'm really juiced about today. Well, we've done a lot of them through the years, that's for sure. So we'll do another one and hopefully be informative and and entertaining too, Jake, because uh, I don't want to bog people down too Well, as, as usual, Gordon, I'm going to lean on you for that department. So you oh, yeah. you be your entertaining self. Austin, do you got any uh, funny lines you want to share? Any jokes you've heard lately that will keep everybody loose? Because last time I tried to tell the jokes, let's just say it didn't go over so well. No. Next question. <laughs> All Austin. Uh, here, l- let me let me give you a look inside what uh, Austin's train of thought right now. Get to the split story of the day. Yeah, yeah. So we should probably. I mean, it's two seventeen. We got Andrew Reinhardt of Wasatch Medical. Today. Yeah, so we probably. Should. All kinds of guests. We should probably draft do that. night as you've talked yeah. about ad nauseum already. So, uh, by the way, Austin uh, going to be producing the whole way for us tonight. So. Big thanks to Austin. Austin in advance. It's my last day of work. Because uh, although Austin <laughs> does enjoy, I think the, the the draft show because he gets to cut people off uh, when uh, Commissioner Silver goes to the the podium. Hey, shut up in there! We got to get a pick. Yeah, uh, people have to listen to him on yeah. those occasions. Yeah. We have uh, we've, we've roughed him up a little too often by uh, trying to ignore him, but of course he has the ultimate say because. He can uh, cancel us whenever he wants. That he can. All right. In fact, let's get to the split story of the day. Let's talk some draft. Go ahead, Austin. Thank you. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. You talk. Give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. You know, it's pretty easy to go through in an analysis of the season and see you know, what are the strengths of our team are and what are the things that we have opportunities to improve at. So certainly finding you know, talented wing, wing and guard defenders that don't compromise spacing, they're 
there's a multitude of ways that we can try to accomplish that, whether it be the draft or program here. There's solutions that way, too, um, just depending on the timeline and what's available. You know, as we approach the draft, I, I think there are some capable guys with those traits. I think there's also um, players out there in the draft that could be unique uh, to our our team that, that don't necessarily fit in a one on, you know, just checking a box. We look for, you know, high character, unique players, and they can come in all shapes and sizes, but we have multiple ways to, to address that and see if we can have a little bit more of a come up defensively for the team. That is Jazz General Manager Justin Zanuck on uh, joined us last week, Gordon, and the Jazz have uh, and Justin have already been busy today. Uh, they have made a move, albeit not a you know real splashy one. Uh, they add a pick uh, by moving down in the first round, Gordon. Uh, they trade their number twenty three first round pick and the rights to Ante Tomic. Uh, yes, they still had his rights. He's only played a dozen years overseas. <laughs> I know. Um, what is he? He's like uh, 30, 30, he's the 35 years old or something. Yeah. I don't know. So they trade uh, they trade that to New York in exchange for the number 27 pick tonight in the first round and the number 38 pick in the second round. Uh, this this definitely sent some signals to me, Gordon. I, I'm curious, what, what do you make of it? Okay, so... Here's what I think is going on. Two things, really. The first is that the Jazz thought that the guy that they were interested in, they could get just as easily at 27 as they could at 23 and for less money. That's the way I read it. So what do you what do you see? Uh, I have a couple thoughts. And, and wait, 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 there's one. Can I add one other thing yeah, to that? Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that, that's the good news. They thought they could get the guy they wanted at 27 as opposed to 23 and pay less money for it. But there's also the chance. And this is this is the pessimist in me that comes out. Oh, good. That, that maybe they don't think, you know, anybody in that range is really ready to help them in the immediate. And by that, I mean they're very good at developing players, uh, you know, getting them with the stars or or helping them uh, get wherever they need to get in order to help them down the road. But in in the immediate, uh, maybe, maybe they didn't think that there was really anybody there that was going to accomplish that for them. Okay, uh, so I... I don't know if I'm quite coming along with that because they also added a pick. You know, part of the the motivation for them was to get another pick in the in the second round. Well, let me start here. This this makes it less likely, in my opinion, that they're going to flip this pick for a veteran, which I thought was uh, was actually a, a possibility. Or it it also sends a, a signal to me that they have, they're not going to move a big name tonight. They're not going to move Rudy or or Mike Conley or do something like that. Um, and it, sa- it says to because they'd want to package that pick if they were going to move one of yeah. those guys, right? They they would want yeah. that as as another team, I'm sure, would would be interested in in that as a trade piece. So it sends a signal to me that they're not going to do that, and it also sends a signal to me that they think I I 100 opposite of that of your pessimism. I think that they think there's multiple guys in that range that they can get to come in and and have an impact, and that's why they added that second rounder. That's why they so saw think, value in okay. adding another pick in this draft because uh, maybe they, there's multiple guys that they like in that range. And I, I agree with your take that, that maybe the guy they like they think they they can get at 27. That makes a lot of sense to me. 
And they also added that other pick, leading me to be, believe that they think that there's a couple of guys that could possibly come in and have an impact. Well, that's the way to look at the donut rather than the hole. And uh, maybe, uh, you know, you're, you may be right on that. Uh, maybe maybe their range from 27 through 45 or 40, uh, they, they thought, okay, uh, we can work with that guy and uh, we can work with that guy. And those guys will be available to us or could very well be available to us. And so uh, let, let's do it that way. That, yeah, I mean, that's the flip side of the way I said it and uh, as a possibility. But uh, I, I, I guess it could go either way as far as I'm concerned. Well, but both I mean, are valid conjectures. If they, didn't, if they didn't think anybody would be there for them in the second round that they would actually like, why not trade for a future second rounder, you know? Yeah, yeah, they could do something along those lines. Uh, however, the, 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 the key point for me is the immediacy of it. Can they get somebody who can help them now? Because now is when they need the help. Uh, at least based on what we've seen out of the progression that they've made. And uh, if they are going to keep Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, then those guys need to be helped uh, to, the, uh, to the maximum degree. And is there anybody who they can, they can throw into this mix? Uh, we heard Justin Zanuck right there as we were coming in say uh, that there are multiple ways to accomplish these things. And so maybe they're looking at another way of doing it. I, I, I don't know. I guess we're going to have to wait and see. Yeah. And who knows what they're thinking. And maybe we see a big time trade tonight. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm wrong about um, making it less likely. But that's that's kind of what I read out of it. Or maybe they have something. They see something in free agency. Uh, I don't know about that. That's kind of tricky this year. Or, you know, I mean, but I think they have to do more than just re-sign Jordan Clarkson, uh, because in order to close that gap from where they are at where they were at the end of the season to the best teams in the West, that, that they're not there yet. And these are things that they're going to have to accomplish in order to uh, to reach their goals, it's, which they have stated openly that they want to they want to authentically contend. All right, let's jump out of the zone phone. We'll uh, we'll be talking uh, NBA draft all day long. It is draft day, but uh, joining us now, of course, our good friend from Wasatch Medical Clinic. He is Andrew Reinhardt. What's happening, Andrew? How are you? Hey, I'm doing well. How are you guys today? We are terrific. Let's uh, let's help our listeners with a, an issue that uh, a lot of people kind of hide from. Yes, we're helping so many guys with erectile dysfunction. Sometimes we think, ah, oh, that must be a guy in his 90s you know he's, he's they're the only people that have ed but i'll tell you we have guys in their 30s their 20s their 40s every day this can happen to anybody and our acoustic wave therapy clinically shown to open up and regrow blood vessels is exactly what you need if you're frustrated in the bedroom that could be that the frequency is not what it used to be um you're not getting the blood flow where you want it that is what our treatments do. And here's the big takeaway, Jake. Uh, no pills. I don't know anybody that wants to take a pill for erectile dysfunction. This gets the blood flowing properly no matter what age you are, and it gets a man back to his younger years in the bedroom. Man, I've got to, you know, nobody wants to take pills. Nobody certainly wants to do the injections. I mean, that sounds terrible. That, that's got to be very appealing to a lot of people to kind of get back to, the, back to how it used to be. Turn back that clock. Yeah, I think the big attraction to this, over and over, guys come in and say, I want the spontaneity back. I don't want pills. I don't want injections. Everything comes with a side effect. They stop working after a while, 
And, you know, I don't want to be 20 years old again, but I just want it to be normal. That's what we can do. We've helped thousands of guys. Cambridge recently tested this technology, by the way. They wrote all about it on the science page at wasatchmedicalclinic.com. We really can regrow blood vessels, and that is what you need if you're struggling with ED. 801-901-8000 is the number to call, 801-901-8000. And uh, you always uh, take great care of our listeners with a lot of free stuff. We do. We know this is a sensitive topic, so we try to make it as easy as possible. Call us now. Put a stop to the erectile dysfunction, the assessment exam, blood flow ultrasound, even with our doctor, all free. That's an assessment of you. A little special gift that produces instant results in the bedroom. We're doing that free also. And keep in mind, new patients now get free testosterone. So that'll help a little ambition in the bedroom. We got every angle covered. Give us a call now. It's all free. 801-901-8000. Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you, Jake. All right. We'll have more Big Show coming up next. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. With the 27th pick in the 2013 NBA Draft, the Denver Nuggets select Rudy Gobert from Saint-Coutin, France. There you go, Gordon. The last time the Jazz had the 27th pick in the NBA draft resulted in Rudy Gobert. Uh, yeah, I, would, I wouldn't be banking on that kind of uh, find uh, this time around, but, uh, but there are those outliers that you can point to. Now, it does make sense into our uh, band of the day uh, decision. Band of the Day today is Rihanna, and it's brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. We did a little crack research uh, during the break. The 27th song on the Billboard Hot 100 for 2013 was that song right there, Diamonds, by Rihanna. So Rihanna it it is. It all works. Yeah. And I like Rihanna. I think that feels like a good choice today. You like Rihanna or you like Rihanna? I enjoy her music. She's a big NBA fan. Yes. She's at games all the time. Didn't she date a baseball player for a minute? That oh, uh, I don't What's know. his name for the Dodgers? Kemp. Matt Kemp? Yeah. Oh, I thought he was married. Well, he might be now. This was some time <laughs> I ago. I thought he's been married for several decades. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, uh, these things are sometimes loose. Uh, maybe I'm maybe I'm misremember, uh, misremembering, but... Uh, <laughs> Austin. No, no, Matt Kemp is not married. That's my bad. Yeah, I think he, he and uh, Rihanna had a bit of a tryst there for a hot minute. Okay. But anywho. Tryst? Tryst, yeah, right? You've heard that word. Yeah, how are you defining tryst? Because uh, when I think of tryst, it, it sounds almost like affair-like. Ah, no, I'm just thinking uh, had a good time together. Okay. Says here Rihanna has dated four NBA players. Wow, that's a big number. Does Including con- Andrew Bynum. Wow. Was that concurrent or uh, consecutive? I don't, I, I, I don't know, nor will I comment. 
Did, okay. Any other names on there? Andrew Bynum? Andrew Bynum. Uh, Richard Lewis. Oh. That yeah, guy made a lot of money. He did make a lot of money. He had his pay that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's got Matt Kemp on here, but he's not an NBA no, player. No, he is not. So maybe these aren't official sources. J.R. Smith. Wow, really? Oh, this is all sports uh, figures. Okay. Darren McFadden. Okay. Michael Kendricks of the Eagles. James Young of the Celtics. Uh, and uh, I skipped one up here somewhere that people would really care about. His name is uh, O'Shaughnessy. Dudley O'Shaughnessy. Ah, uh, Dudley. Whoever he be. Uh, so she does. She is a sports fan. <laughs> yes. Apparently so. Confirmed that mm-hmm. she she does uh, like sports. So there you go. Rihanna feels appropriate. Now it feels even more appropriate. Or inappropriate. Uh, or or uh, yeah, that's a good point. Or inappropriate, as uh, as the case may be. Uh, Gordon, the the draft tonight. I are you expecting a, a lot of moves? Are there any, any? There's one particular move that I absolutely expect. But do you do you expect uh, some fireworks tonight? Okay, wait. Well, what move do you expect? I want to hear this. Well, there's uh, and you know there's some rumors out there. But I yeah. uh, and I've told you this before. I expect uh, Golden State to move off of uh, of the really? number two pick. Yeah. Really, I'm not so sure about that. I, I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong or you're right or whatever. I just uh, why, why do you say that? Um, I I think it would be the smart thing to do. Um, I don't think uh, let's say you know James Wiseman's kind of the the yeah. what people are thinking there at number two. I mean a uh, uh, project. I don't want to say project because in number two pick in the draft, but how many centers have have stepped into this league ready to go? You know, yeah. I I think mm-hmm. they're more interested in moving Andrew Wiggins' contract and adding another veteran piece than they are working on uh, a, a center. I mean, DeAndre Ayton has been in the league how many years now? But it's, uh, he'd be going into his third. And he's getting a lot better, but it's it's mm-hmm. taken a minute. He didn't come into this league right ready to go. So I I could see the Warriors moving down because the, they'd see somebody a little bit more valuable down in the draft a little bit and then uh, unloading Wiggins and adding a veteran piece at the same time. I think that's their – I think I really think that's their ideal – night tonight if you're going in order to do that obviously you've got to have willing uh, partners right and, uh, you know and I, and that, that's the tricky part man if, if teams could do whatever it is that they really want to do uh wouldn't that be fascinating to know what that was uh and then there's the reality of what they can do and so we'll, we'll see and, and and if they can't do it then obviously they just go ahead and pick uh the the, the best uh, name on their board and and I don't know. We'll see. We'll see about that. I I'm not as convinced as you are of that, but uh, we we shall see. Well, I I just think Golden State wants to. I mean, they're in win now mode for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think they're a little bit like the Jazz from that standpoint. They've got star players on their roster, and they want they want to uh, to bolster that. And uh, I don't. I, I, oh, sorry. Go. Uh, no, no. I apologize. I no, I just right. I don't think that Steph Clay and Draymond is enough anymore. I think they need. I think they need another. I think they need another guy. And you don't think the number two pick in the draft? You think it's too tardy? I don't think it's going to be that. that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and if it is that for Golden State, it's not Wiseman. So if you can move back, mm-hmm. you know maybe you can take advantage of that. I also it's, don't think it's. I also don't think it's Andrew Wiggins. I, I think you've underscored something that makes the draft so fascinating. 
that uh, just because there may be a pick that is a better overall pick, but does not fit your situation perfectly. And so you want to do something different, whether it's take another player or, or make a different deal. Uh, that's the stuff. That's why you love this draft yeah, so much. I do. I absolutely do. And, and you, you know, there are very few people out there as uh, bad at being a general manager as Isaiah Thomas. And what we're talking about right now is why his drafts were always so ludicrous. Remember, he would reach for players all the time, take take players in the in the lottery that nobody had going until the second round and it's like you know even if that even if you're the smartest guy in the room and this guy is going to be unbelievable why don't you move back yeah you know why why are you that's why i always wonder about uh, reaches in the draft and it's like okay you may turn out to be a genius but you also may turn out to be a moron and you wasted a lottery pick for the pleasure (laughs) that's that's so true i mean are you the smartest one in the room and are you seeing something that others are not seeing? And are you the only one who's seeing it? Uh, that can be a little tricky from a standpoint of somebody who is uh, somewhat narcissistic. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> those are rare in sports, uh, Gordon. Yeah, uh, see that but much. but I mean, like uh, the the Donovan Mitchell draft for the Jazz, for example. What a what a fascinating study that is if you really look at it. Because the the Jazz made a move, obviously with Denver, but there were two teams in front of the of in front of Denver that were heavily considering Donovan Mitchell, and that was the Knicks because yes. Hornacek really liked him, and that was uh, the the Hornets. But Michael Jordan went with uh, who was Malik Monk. Yeah, that's right. And and the Knicks went with Frank Nilakina. So in order for the Jazz to even be in the position to trade up for Donovan Mitchell. They had to have two teams that were interested in him pass on him. That's right. <laughs> I mean, how wild is yeah, that? The, the is. entire fate of a franchise hinged on the bad decision-making of the New York Knicks and the Charlotte Hornets. And I like, uh, I like folks like Frank Layden who are quite uh, humble in their approach to the draft, even when people wanted to give him credit for drafting John Stockton. I remember that draft like it was yesterday, Jake. And I remember when they called John Stockton's name and so many people were thinking, who, what is that? And, uh, and what did Frank say about it later? If we'd known he was going to be as good as all that, then we would have moved up to make sure we got him, you know? So there is, there, there's a lot of acumen that goes in, but, man, there's some good fortune as well. That's why you wouldn't want Austin making your picks for you if you were – because, uh, you know, Mr. Bad Luck would probably struggle in that regard. Yeah, there's there's definitely some luck involved. Just kidding there, Austin, really. Oh, yeah. If, if, well, why do you think Austin's going to be up here with me and not in the draft room for the Jazz? <laughs> oh, Austin's plenty smart. Oh, yeah, it's just the, the luck factor. luck like his, yeah. Yeah, you know, if Austin were in the draft room on the Donovan Mitchell draft, uh, Jeff Hornacek wins with that uh, battle with James Dolan. <laughs> Donovan is that interesting that somebody with such close, such close ties to the Jazz through the years really wanted him and almost took him away? I Are you saying so. if the Jazz fired me, they'd have a championship? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, no, I was just saying if they hired you in uh, in Justin's position, they. Whoever they drafted would probably break a leg. Uh, a, a oh, yeah. Later. I'd have a, a career of Greg Odin's drafted under me. That's how it would <laughs> go.
Austin actually won a contest when he was a, a kid to be in the, the jazz uh, war room one year, and it was the Curtis Borchert year. Really? I, I no, I'm joking. But well, that's a bad luck draft, right? Because he did break his ankle or where his foot. Or well, see that, but that's a great example. That that is a great example <laughs> that you bring up there because Curtis Borchard, everybody knew he was damaged goods, but the Jazz tried to outsmart everybody. I did and win they, a, and a they, contest, and they, took, and they took him anyway, and it it blew up in their face. That's actually. I did win a contest it's with true. the Jazz, really? where I was supposed to be an invited guest and have dinner with someone and something, and not in the war room. But I had ended up having to have surgery that day and couldn't do it. And you couldn't, you <laughs> couldn't be. So you won the contest yes. and couldn't go because of medical reasons. And so the second place person. That's a, that's one of the more Austin stories out there. <laughs> that's that is amazing, Austin. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that one. So you could have dined with. Carl I can't Malone remember who it was. Or yeah. something. It may have been Kevin O'Connor. I can't remember. You could live your childhood dream. But no, they picked the one day you're undergoing a procedure. <laughs> no, it was unexpected, too. It wasn't like... Oh, anyway. man. That is a very Austin story. I'm glad. See, yeah, don't have me anywhere near the draft. No. Yeah. You stay up here with me, buddy. We'll, we'll ride this one out together. <laughs> That's unbelievable. What a great story. I forgot about that. Uh, but but back to your point about Curtis Borcher. Yeah, absolutely. Or or Felton Spencer. They got um, they got bad advice. Or not Felton Spencer. Luther Wright. They got yeah. bad advice from um, PJ Carlissimo. from PJ Carlissimo. Who mm-hmm. they in fact that's a little reckless because he didn't tell them about some mental stuff that is very very serious. Mm-hmm. You know that ended up being yep. a, a, a somewhat of a good story because didn't Larry break up his contract to to where Luther was basically paid for life or something? That, something that, along that those was lines? my understanding. Something along those yeah. lines. Yeah. Because mm. um, that that. It was kind of a sad story, but but see, but see, this does that underscores something else about this draft is that you can be really smart and still miss, or you can not be as smart and still win. Uh, but but you got it's a crapshoot, yeah, in some respects. And I know these guys are paid a lot of money to do their jobs, and so everybody wants them to to do them right. But uh, man, they are they are tossing the dice sometimes, and you just don't know. And then when you look back at it in retrospect, then everybody says, well, why the heck didn't you draft Donovan Mitchell? What were you thinking? You know? And well, that's why there's... probably thinking something somewhat logical, but didn't work out for him. I, I know people were grumpy. I got a couple of tweets about, oh, the Jazz are moving back? Think of it. There's, there's the NBA draft. It's such a subtle art. And everybody who goes aggressive, 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 I mean... That's not necessarily a good thing in the NBA draft. You, you see it more in the NFL. You see teams move back in the NFL all the time to add picks because, you know, sometimes you need more than one guy. Sometimes it's, you know, with, but, this, with this draft, everybody out there is saying the top is not great, but there might be a lot of the middle. But you, you understand why people would think, okay, are you really going to find a difference maker at 38? You know, what, what are you doing that for when they want, they want help? Now, you know, you understand that. I mean, it, it, I, I get it completely why people would be uh, somewhat frustrated by that kind of move. Now, I'm not saying that that kind of move isn't a smart move, but 
what's what's draft number 38 going to do for you? Well, if it's Nikola Jokic at 41, you know, that's pretty sweet. I, well, you can always pick out outliers. Rudy Gobert know? at 27, that'd be nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, but how often do you, you hit on that? But the thing is, they're, they're not aiming for a star. The Jazz aren't. They need a rotational player. And if you can find a Paul Millsap that can fit a need for, we've talked about this a bunch, that could fit a need for your team right away. You know, Paul wasn't the beautifully complete player he is today right off the bat. He was just a, a hard-nosed rebounder and a dude who was going to play hard. Well, they need more than a rotational player, I think. But there are different ways to get that, Well, I, I, not just through the draft. I, they're not getting a right-away star at 27, but that mm-hmm. was never going to happen. And, and by the way, point to the right-away star in this draft. I don't think it. I don't. I don't know that it's there. Uh, I would be willing to bet you that there will be a, a right away player in this draft. I don't know where he is or how many of them there are, but there there are some. Well, I mean, even well, okay. We'll get into more draft stuff coming up. We'll get into college football as well. I want to remind you about our friends at Syringa Networks, home to complete business telecom and IT solutions. Backed by an industry-leading SLA that guarantees the uptime your business needs. It's effective communication for 21st century Utah. Get started now at syringanetworks.net. Stay tuned. More Big Show next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Locked on to the Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Want to remind you, join us at the warehouse coming up on Friday from 2 to 6, 1825 South, 300 West there in Salt Lake City. Price is so low. It'll blow your mind. It's the warehouse, and it'll be a football Friday. So always fun to have football Friday at the warehouse. We're going to talk Utah, USC coming up right around the corner. We're going to check in uh, with the beat writer for the Trojans, Adam uh, Grosbard. He uh, covers them for the OC Register, so stay tuned for that. What do you think about the news from the Hammer, John Wilner, today, uh, Gordon, that the, the, the Pac-12 might uh, actually allow a non-conference game or two if it uh, could be available? Yeah, I can understand why they would do that, given the way those games are falling by the wayside. And, uh, yeah, I mean, these teams want to play, so why limit them only to their conference? I thought that was a dumb idea from the beginning. So, yeah, I think that's good news. If I think it has to clear one more hurdle, right? You have to get approved by the chancellors, presidents, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would I would guess that it wouldn't have gotten this far if they didn't have the votes to to do that. So, I would think that it's just a uh, dot the i's, cross the t's kind of thing, which mm-hmm. is really good yeah. for for BYU. I mean, that's the the big connection. That's the big story with this, right? Is that maybe the Cougars in those two weeks? Uh, off uh, before the San Diego State game might be able to salvage another really quality opponent. Yeah, that would be uh, that would be. I don't know. I heard uh, PK, uh, of course, uh, stand with his position that he thinks they don't need it, but others uh, others think they they do need to bolster that resume. So I don't think they're getting a New Year's six one way or another. So I want to see a good game. Who was it that I saw? Uh, was it Ryan Leaf that yeah. DJ quoted uh-huh. as saying that he thinks they're in already? So there's no need to put it at risk? 
Well, I think BYU should hope that Ryan Leaf gets an emergency appointment on the playoff committee. <laughs> I don't know. No if, I don't know if they're really gonna if they're going to share that opinion. Uh, yeah, the, the other. The, the other news of the day on that is that they were now they're discussing, uh, you know, pushing, pushing back, uh, decide, making those decisions about who's getting in and who isn't. Yeah, I hope they do. I absolutely mm-hmm. hope they do. All right. Uh, so we'll we'll check in and talk a little Utah USC coming up right around the corner. Stay tuned. But let's get out to the zone phone. Joining us now, our friend Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic, helping our listeners with their love lives. What's going on, Andrew? Hey, Jake. That's exactly right. Wasatch Medical has treated thousands of guys now struggling with erectile dysfunction. And I'll say that some young, some old, and a lot of health conditions. We've seen every health condition in the clinic. Uh, In fact, it's interesting because guys say, well, I had my prostate removed, so that probably means it won't work. Uh, It's interesting that Cambridge did a study on our acoustic wave technology along with the American Urological Association. They purposely... Uh, chose people with health conditions uh, that were no longer responding to medication for erectile dysfunction and uh, put them through the treatments, and they all conclude that it regrows blood vessels, it increases blood flow. So this can be so effective. The big takeaway, of course, is a fix for ED, no pills, no injections, no surgery. The science has spoken it really does work, and the success rate is very high. So, you know, stop putting up with the side effects. Get back to normal. Stop uh, having to, to time out the romance, right? I mean, it's gotta, that's got to be exactly really right. appealing, I would imagine. Yeah, it really is. Um, sometimes the spouses or the significant others of a man with ED don't understand all the pre-planning and the stress that a guy goes through hours ahead of time sometimes and also doesn't understand that he's taking more and more medication. He's dealing with that Viagra hangover the next day, and eventually it all stops working anyway. So as far as I know, our treatments are the only thing that treat the root cause problem of erectile dysfunction. They eliminate the need for any pills, and they get you back to your younger years in the bedroom. All right, 801-901-8000. Jump on it. Get on the schedule because you'll get in to see the doctor and uh, find out if it's a good fit, plus some other stuff, right? Yes, we're giving away so much for free today. Call us now. We'll do the assessment for free, the exam. You'll spend some time with our medical doctor. He'll even do a blood flow ultrasound, totally free. Uh, We'll throw in a little special gift that I still don't think I've ever seen this fail. It produces instant results in the bedroom. You'll love that. And new patients now even get free testosterone. Pretty hot right now, the testosterone for drive and energy. Call us now. It's all free. 801-901-8000. Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you, guys. All right. Coming up next, we'll talk to Adam Grossbard. Covers USC for the OC Register. uh, Straight ahead on the big show. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.